Hi guys! On today's episode, you're going to hear from fitness coach Krista Hunt. She'll be giving us all sorts of advice on how to get started in your fitness journey, how to be sure you get your workout in, and even get into how nutrition plays into all of this. If you want to feel better about not just your body, but yourself as a whole, this episode's for you. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Today, we're really excited to welcome our first guest to Fools in Love. We're going to chat with Krista Hunt about fitness and get some helpful tips on working out, eating right, and more. Krista's wife to Dan, mama to Eli, who's four, and Emma, who's two, a school counselor, and has been a fitness coach for four years. And she also has some super exciting news because she was just able to, at the ripe old age of 36, retire from counseling to do coaching full-time. Krista, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on here because, you know, it's so awesome how you and I connected through social media and instantly I just felt such a connection to you and I love what you're doing and I hope I can provide some helpful information today to your audience. Oh my gosh, yes. We've been Instagram friends for, I don't know, maybe less than a year at this point, but you're right. We've just found, like, just found each other, and it was so awesome to have somebody that was kind of in the same realm, but not really, but we both wanted to be focusing on fitness and wellness and all that, so it's really, really cool to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Krista, like Meg said, I'm so excited. I'm so happy that you guys connected, and Megan had told me about you and a little about what you do, so it's really nice to get to talk to you firsthand. Yeah, I, um, you know, I think it's really cool that you guys are doing this together because, you know, I'll, I'll share my fitness journey and kind of how I've gotten started. But I know that this was something that really brought my husband and I together as well. So I think it's cool that you guys do this together. And I know I watch your journey on social media and I see that you two kind of love doing fitness together as well. So I think it's something that can really bring people together. So let's start there. Let's let's talk about your fitness journey. How did how did you get into all of this and and coaching and let's just let's just hear that. All right. So I think, you know, I love sharing my journey with fitness because I think it's something that while not everybody can maybe be able to relate to every point of my story, I think they can relate to something something some part of it. I was always kind of into fitness, but I was never an athlete. Like high school, forget it. I was not coordinated. I didn't make the softball team. Like I just, I was not, I would never have considered myself an athlete, but I was somebody who really suffered with insecurities and poor body image. Um, and so I was looking for every quick fix, like every quick fix in the book. You know that ab belt that like, <laughs> so like give you shocks, um, you strap on, or give you shocks, like I got that for Christmas one year, you know, any pill that I could take. And I would jump into these fitness routines and I wouldn't see quick results and I would stop. And so it really didn't get to the root of the problem, which was this poor body image because I was starting and I was stopping and starting and stopping. And then I like felt like such a failure. 
And I would, I would spend hours at the gym. I would go home to my kitchen and erase anything that I just did by what I was putting into my mouth. And so that I would stop again. And it really wasn't until I had my son just over four years ago that I knew something that really had to change because as a mom and Brandon probably as a dad too, I know sometimes we have a really hard time taking time for ourselves. But when we have those little ones watching us, for whatever reason, that is enough motivation. And so that's really when I started. I mean, kind of like Meg, I met my fitness coach online. She was a friend of a friend of a friend, and she completely embraced me and showed me that fitness didn't have to be hard. I didn't have to spend hours at the gym. I just, I didn't have that time in my day to be able to do that any longer. And so she set me up with a 30-minute at-home program and a meal plan that was simple because let me tell you, I am not a chef. I burn most things. (laughs) And I just, I didn't have a lot of time on my hands. I just needed simple. And so I started and instantly I was embraced by this online community. And I think that the world we live in today is just so awesome that we have the ability to connect in so many different ways that we may not have been able to to before. And that community can really make or break it. I mean, think about it, like CrossFit, running groups. That's why people love it so much is because of that community, you know, joining together with people who have similar goals. And so that's really how it all started for me. Again, it started with my son and the notion that I wanted to change for him. And slowly I realized like, okay, you're a mom, but you can still make yourself a priority for you too. Because for the first time ever, I started to really chip away at those insecurities and those body image issues that I had had for so long. And that's kind of when coaching came into play because I realized very quickly how amazing I felt. And I felt like it was a gift that I had been given and I wanted to help other, um, and I say moms because that's what I am, but I wanted to help other moms do the same thing. And as my husband kind of saw what I was doing, I'll, I'll be honest, at first he was like, when I'm doing work, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. But we we eventually used it as kind of a tool to bring us together because he was working second shift. I was working during the day. We would pass each other in the hallway, hand our son off to each other and, and go about our business. And so this was kind of one way that we came together as a couple too. And it's just been really awesome. So I started coaching four years ago and fast forward now and you know, I'm just surrounded by a lot of amazing men and women who want to make their fitness a priority. Oh my gosh, this is so amazing. So when you said you weren't a chef, I'm like, yes, yes, I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm like, if I make a grilled cheese, it's a big deal in our house. Like I do not cook. Like that's our number one struggle for sure. And I'd love to pick your brain about that a little bit later because that like feeding us and feeding our kids is so crazy in our house. Like it's just almost impossible. So can't wait to hear about that. But yeah, just in general, like you were saying, like as a mom, as a parent, it can feel selfish to take that time to work out and actually focus on yourself and your fitness. So what are your tips for just finding that time and getting rid of that guilt? Yeah, sure. So my number one tip is to ask for help. So, and that's something that I'm not good at at all. 
I don't like to ask for help. I like to do everything on my own. And what I've really had to work through is that when other people do help me, it's not a sign of weakness. I'm, you know, it doesn't mean anything less for me. And so I have a picture that's like embedded in my memory of when I first started. My son would only nap if he was held. And we had about an hour in between my husband's shift and my shift at that time. And I have this picture of Eli laying on my husband's chest, napping, and that's when I would get my workout in. So I think you really have to ask for help. You have to tell your friends and your family what your goals are and what you're trying to do. And I know sometimes that can be really hard because we're afraid of what they're going to think. You know, we're going to afraid of what their opinions may be. And I think sometimes health and fitness and weight loss goals and all of that can be really uncomfortable to talk about because... Sometimes we're afraid of what, like, that's going to make that other person feel like. Like, if I'm saying I want to lose my 20 pounds of my baby weight, what, you know, oh, gosh, what are they going to think about them? Like, what, what am I putting out there? But I think it's important to talk about it. I know for me, there's no right or wrong way to do it. But for me, it's so much easier if I carve out that time in the morning. I have found my day starts so much better if I set my alarm 30 minutes earlier and do it before the kids even wake up. And now that's an ideal world, right? Because right now in my season of life, like Eli is up, he's, he's four and he's acting like a newborn again. We're up all night. My morning workouts are getting crashed, but I do involve him when I can as well. It's not as stress-free as <laughs> when I'm doing it by myself, <laughs> um, but I just make it work. And I lose the perfectionist mindset, because I am so guilty of that. Like if I'm not doing a 30 minute workout nonstop without having to push pause or without having to get a snack, like that's okay. I used to think that it was just, you know, then my workout was blown and I didn't get anything done. But I think moving is better than not moving. And however you can sneak it into your day. Like I said, my best time is in the morning. So even on the weekends, I set my alarm a little earlier so that I can set my intentions for the day and move before my kids even wake up. But I know people that really don't prefer the morning and they feel like it's better for them if they do it after their children go to bed. So at night and then others who, like I said, involve their kids in a midday workout. I just think it's important to schedule it into your day. So like kind of like you schedule a meeting with your employer or a coworker and make it a non-negotiable. And I think that can be really hard because it's easy. A lot of times when our day gets busy, the me time is the first thing to go out the window. But if you begin to make it a priority and a non-negotiable, it gets easier and easier to keep going after that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I hear you talk, I'm like, you and my wife are complete soul sisters. Like (laughs) every single thing that you're going through and that you talked about, I think we've experienced on our end, but you're right. I mean, I think making it a priority is the biggest thing. And and I've always been guilty of that. I've really been trying to get better, but making it a priority, because like you said, it's the first thing to go out the window. And when you have in your mind that, Hey, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes. Well, then the kids wake up or you get a call or, you know, something comes up and you're like, well, I can't put in those 30 minutes. So I just can't do it. And you kind of throw your hands up and it, Mm -hmm. it, it just becomes an excuse in your mind, you know, to yourself, you're justifying it. You're like, well, I didn't have time today, but I'll get back at it tomorrow. But like you said, if you make it a non-negotiable and you put it in your day because it's just as important as anything else, I would argue it's just as important 
if you want to go to the extreme as eating or nice. anything else throughout the day to work that in because it just sets you up so much better for your day. And like you said, you just feel so much better. Right. And, and, and as you know, you guys probably know, and I see it all the time, one mistake leads to two, leads to three, mm-hmm. which leads to I'll start next Monday, which means then I'll start next month. And I think that's the biggest thing for me when, you know, my customers and my clients will say like, okay, well, I want to start this program back up and I, I want to be committed and it's a Wednesday and they're like, so I'm going to wait until Monday. I'm like, no, start today. Even right. if it's just 10 minutes, just start because right. we have to stop getting ready to get ready because there's never going to be the perfect time and just dive in, however that may look like for you. And that first step is always the hardest. And I, I, I never want to lose sight of that because, you know, my first day was so hard. And then I had Emma and, you know, two years ago. And again, it was like my first day again, it's, it's always going to be hard. And so I want to be humble to that and, rem- and remember that always when I'm helping my clients with that, but it's just a matter of just starting. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely got a little derailed over just it being winter. I mean, just because it was cold yeah. out and I didn't want to run when it was 30 degrees and you know, yeah, I could do an inside video, but it just kind of didn't happen. And so when I restarted, it was like, man, this is a little bit brutal, but I have to go do it anyway. And so, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're kind of back into it, which feels great, by the way. So I'm really, awesome. really happy that we're getting better weather now. Yeah. And we talk a lot on our end too, and it, and it kind of speaks right to this, but we try to set habits and set things in place, but like those things are so ingrained in you. Like for years, me and Megan would just like, you know, sit on the couch and watch TV and we've made a real big point and we've talked about it before about really making the time and making everything a priority. But what's crazy about habits is even if you start making good habits and like you said, with with each kid, it it just became hard to kind of jump back on the saddle and get yourself back into it. But it's always so interesting to me how easy it is to fall into those old bad habits because they're Mm -hmm. still kind of in your DNA. Like it's very easy to fall back. And like you said, one day becomes three, becomes a month, becomes, you know, however long. And the longer it goes, the harder it is to break back into it. But all you have to do is just jump back in any day. Like listeners could decide today, they're going to make today something and they're going to go out and do something because I think someone would look at you or they look at us like in our journey and they see that we're out trying to, to better ourselves and they think, oh, they're just, it's, it's fun and they're out there doing it and they're like so much more fit than me, but you got to start somewhere, right? Right, right, right. And I think um, a lot of times people think, oh, they just don't understand. It's easier for them. And I think that's why it's so important to give everybody every different angle of your journey because it's not easy. And I think a lot of times, especially with social media and things like that is so easy to show that higher light reel. And so I really try to show my customers and my clients and my family, my friends, like the good, the bad and the ugly, because every day we have a choice. Are we going to make a little time for our own goals today to feel better about ourselves? Because I really do think that it's not just a fitness thing. Like it rolls over into every area of your life. Like I can mm-hmm. tell when I don't get my workout. And I can tell. <laughs> like my patience is tested all day long. I mean, mom of a four-year-old and two-year-old, I can, I can just tell the difference in me as a person. Number one, in my patience, number two, in like my anxiety and my stress levels. 
if I'm not taking care of myself for sure. Oh yeah. There are days when I'm like, I cannot wait to get out and run just because it's alone time and it's time for me to just kind of reset my attitude and (laughs) get myself back in check from being like a, you know, angry, crazy mom. Like sometimes that happens. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you had mentioned like you had struggled for a while with just body image and and all those things. How has how has coaching formulated a better uh, self image for you? Um, you know, I think really. So, I say that, like, you know, when I talk to people about my journey and where it all started, um, I really go back to the fact that I wasn't just trying to fit back into like my my pre pregnancy clothes. Like, that's not where my image of you know, my body image struggles began. Sure, I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin, but it really dated back to when I was, you know, a young teen, which is really hard for some people to hear because I think I did such a good job of hiding that. But for sure, that lack of body image and that insecurity came out in a lot of my behaviors or even in my relationships with people. And being able to embrace a fit and healthy lifestyle has helped me work so much on my own insecurities and love for my body that even after I had Emma and I still had 30 pounds <laughs> and my stomach was flabby and I couldn't button my jeans, like <laughs> I still loved my body. And I think that's really where it came full circle for me and is why coaching is such a passion for me because I want to help other people feel that same way. It definitely fitness. And, and, you know, eating healthy has done a number on my mindset, but I also do a lot of reading. Like I do a lot of personal development and that's kind of one of the, when I, when I help my coaches get started, I'm like, all right, what are you reading? Because yes, fitness and nutrition are going to help your mindset and help you work on those insecurities that you have, but it becomes this whole like wellness component. Like I want body, mind and soul. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of reading to kind of help me along on that as well. And and it really comes full circle. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've told our listeners before, but I had committed this year to reading 100 books. And so I've been going through, and it was really just for that reason, because I had started to look at a lot of different things. And it's like, what am I consuming on like a daily basis? Like not just Mm -hmm. food, but like mentally, what am I consuming? And a lot of what I was consuming, just to be completely honest, was Sports Center <laughs> or, you know, whatever the whatever the next, you know, binge watch Netflix series was. Yeah. And I was never putting anything healthy or something like as far as personal growth, like things into my mind to make myself a better person. I was I was a lot of what I was putting in there was just the same stuff and it and it's really just a lot of junk. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's okay to do it in moderation, but That's one of the reasons where I committed to reading these books because like you said, what are you reading? Because your mental health is just as important as your physical health and your Mm -hmm. fitness. Right, right. And I and I personally think that like just you know, I think you have to get to the root of I don't want to say the root of the problem, but kind of like the root of what your goals are because no six pack is going to outrun 
that negative mindset. And so, yeah, growth mindset is so important. And I think especially, you know, we go back to social media and I don't want to keep taking it back, but you know, that like Facebook scroll, you get mm-hmm. stuck in the Facebook scroll mm-hmm. and one, you know, you'll see one article for sports center. That's going to lead you to this next article. So this next article, and next thing you know, you're reading about some crazy auto whack thing that happened across the country and your mind's just consumed, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like you said, moderation is good, but I just I try to stay away from all that negative stuff that's out there too, because I can I see that it affects me so much. Yeah, I actually have a friend who gave up social media like basically for the foreseeable future. She doesn't think she's coming back because it just affected her so much in everything she was doing, like just comparison and you know, just the just like you said, time wasting and scrolling and all those things. And I, I mean, she loves it. She loves not having to deal with it because it's just not a thing for her anymore. And she can focus on herself and her family. And it's been really cool, which, you know, obviously for people like us, that's not going to work when we have businesses we're running through social media. But I know it can be such a such a hard thing to navigate. Right, right. And I, you know, I never am that like that fitness coach that. Like I, like I said, I want to be humble to where people start and, and recognize that it's hard. And so you'll hear some people who, will, you know, I know there, that there are some people who have a mindset of like when people tell them, you know, they, I, I don't have time or it's too expensive and they'll throw out the, well, what are you doing on social media for, you know, 30 minutes a day? Like you have that time. And I never am one to throw that out there because I do believe that people need to have time to relax and do what brings them joy. And if social media is truly bringing them joy, then fine. But I know that kind of how we were talking about, you know, fitting it into your day, I think if we really take a look at our day, like a real, take a real picture of what's going on, it's easy to find a little crack of time to fit it in. It's just all about prioritizing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things we found. Like you said, I mean, it's not like we don't watch TV or we like took the TV out of the room. I mean, we still like at night when we... When we kind of cycle down from what we're doing, I mean, we'll still watch like 30 minutes of TV or we'll click through, you know, Instagram or be on social media. But it's just not consuming such a stretch of our time because I think, like you said, if you start to pay attention where your time's actually going, then it's very clear that it might not be going in the place that you want it to go. But you actually have to think about it in order for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think you just get caught in the cycle and you just live day after day. And if you're not focusing on it, then like you said, you're not trying to call people out, but just like, hey, just pay attention to what you're consuming because it is important. Right. And I think once people do, like for me, I'm a really stubborn person. And for my husband who will listen soon too, he's a very stubborn person too. But once we finally like admit to ourselves, like kind of those habits that maybe aren't great and dive into just doing better for ourselves and committing to feeling better, it's contagious. Like it just spirals and you just get on a run with it. And it's, it, it really is an awesome feeling to have. Yeah, it's absolutely contagious. I mean, when I started running, Brandon was like, I can't run you know, my knee and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, three months later or whatever, I don't even remember the time frame. He was like, well, I think I'm going to run a half marathon. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I swear my husband was the same way. He's like, those are girly at home programs. I can't do one. And what is he doing on his lunch break downstairs? He is doing a hardcore, you know, strength training workout. I'm like, all right, men, 
you can do it too. <laughs> Same thing with it. women. I think sometimes, <laughs> you know, we just have to come together. But like I said, we're super stubborn over here. Yeah. So I know you mentioned your husband's doing a workout right now. Is it ever okay to skip workouts or how much exercise should we be aiming for? Or give us, give us the tips. Yeah. So, you know, again, I believe that like some action and some movement is better than nothing. So if I, I'll talk to my clients and I'll say when I, before I make a recommendation, because I do, I usually try to listen to their needs and their goals and then make a recommendation on a program that's right for them. That's one of my top questions. Like how much time can you commit to it? I think it's really important to have a, not have a all or nothing attitude about it. So some of my programs are four days a week. Some of my programs are seven days a week. I think anything is better than nothing. I would really shoot at a low end of three days a week just for somebody getting started. But I think, you know, it's totally doable to do a program that is six days a week with that seventh day being an active recovery day. It just really depends on that person's goals and and what they are really shooting for. And again, Anything is better than nothing. Our pro- my programs that are four days a week are usually on the 40-minute range, whereas a program that if it's seven days a week, with that seventh day being after recovery, they're going to be more 20 to 30 minutes, which I just finished a 20-minute program. And I'm, I kid you not, it was a six-day-a-week, 20-minute program. And I had so many haters. They're like, that's not going to work. You can't get results in 20 minutes. You're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm going from minute one to minute 20 nonstop. And I got some of the best results in my life, which was really kind of cool to debunk those myths of, you know, you have to spend hours at the gym. I think you just have to do what works for you in your stage of life, in your season. Because when I just had Eli, when he was my only I could spend more time. Now that 20 minute program works best for me in this season because having two is a whole new, whole new ball game, you know, Uh and I really just had to embrace this season. I think that if you try to force something that's not going to work, it's not going to work. But like I said, with my clients, I really try to see what is going to work best for them and where they are in their life right now. So what I think I hear you saying is that if all I have is 10 minutes in the day to get out and walk around the block and take my kids in the stroller and push that sucker uphill, then that's still going to be worth it for me, right? Right. Because again, it's it's all about mindset. It's all about moving. And that 10 minutes one day is going to lead to maybe 15 minutes the next day, which would then maybe lead to 20 minutes the next day. And then a tradition of getting out and walking with the family after dinner, which is a heck of a lot better not doing anything at all yes yes love this we we used to be a lot better at family walks now it's now it's kind of a occasional family run but i'd love to i know it is so hard (laughs) i mean it's so hard we're so tired at the end of the day right like we're exhausted and it's so much easier to throw on the tablet and i am so guilty of that myself but with the with the nice weather coming i'm hoping we can get out more too absolutely yeah and and could you talk? I, I just I'm always interested in this part of it, but because it it becomes really difficult for us personally. But can you talk a little bit more about like where nutrition plays in all of this? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your tips yeah. as far as like finding things to eat? Because me and Meg often say we're like, what what do people eat? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I want to eat healthy, but every single thing in this fast food world we live in seems like it's so <laughs> readily available and it's very easy to fall into that. And I know a lot of people struggle with that part of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I will say that nutrition is probably the biggest struggle for my clients. So, and and for myself as well, I am a self-proclaimed Dorito lover. (laughs) I am an emotional eater. I say, good day. I have one bag of Doritos, bad day. I have two bags of Doritos. Like I just, I, I love food that doesn't seem to love me. And I think that was the biggest switch in my mindset was recognizing that there are foods that don't make me feel good. And that is impacting me on a daily basis. And so how can I eliminate some of those foods, but still make food for my family that we enjoy? You know, I think people think you have to have brown rice and chicken and broccoli every day. And that's just really not the case. And, you know, so I think walking that journey with my clients is really helpful. I'm always sharing, you know, new recipes and I'm happy to share that with you. I can even give you uh, my Pinterest list that I have of all my favorite recipes. But I think keeping it simple is really important. I am not a chef by any means. I mean, ask my husband. Our, <laughs> my favorite vegetable I have is Brussels sprouts, but I like them super crispy. <laughs> so I am not, like, I, I'm just not a chef. If it has more than five, in, five ingredients, see you later. Like, I'm not going to do right. it. Mm-hmm. And so that has been a really big goal of mine throughout the last four years is finding recipes that are just easy. I do a lot of meal prepping. And I know some people cringe at that because you hear the word meal prep and people are like, okay, but what does that mean? Or it's overwhelming and intimidating because now I've got to spend three hours on a Sunday prepping all my meals for the week. And I think my biggest tip for that is think about what time of day is hardest for you. You know, so I have I have clients who prep breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all of their snacks. They do the whole nine yards. But others say, you know what? My biggest struggle tends to be my snacks. I'm just going to grab what's easy. And so then my advice for that is, okay, so prep your healthy snacks. Get some container, you know, chop up your fruit, chop up your vegetables. Maybe I love to make these Greek yogurt concoctions. So I prep those in little dishes so that I grab that instead of the cookies and cream Oreo, you know, Oreo ice cream. So kind of taking a look at your day and seeing what's most difficult for you. I prep my dinners. I do. I prep them for what I can, usually like the main part of the meal. I will prep on Sunday because when I get home from work and I pick up my kids from daycare, the hours between 4.30 and 6 give me so many gray hairs. Like they are just (laughs) wild. And so for me, I cannot imagine cooking and like chopping every ingredient and cooking it right then and there. It just would not work for me. And again, it's making that a priority, which I think can be really intimidating and really hard. And so my biggest tip would just be to start small, to keep it simple, and maybe then try to, and you know, if you're just going to do your snacks on Sunday, you're just going to make your snacks for the week, maybe next week, you're going to try some of your dinners as well. So that when life gets busy, when life hands you a sick kid or an unexpected late work meeting, you're not running through the drive through But then also, I'm going to be very honest, my husband and I love to eat out. We really do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but we have fun doing that. And when Friday comes, I don't want to cook. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> I am a big proponent of finding meals at restaurants that I can eat or that, like I said, I don't want to say that I can or can't eat, but that makes me feel good. I do have a treat meal, you know, once or twice a week because the way I talk to my clients too is, you know, I I think about it more as like five smaller meals a day. Like I'm eating five times a day. So if you 
multiply that by seven days a week, that's 35 meals. And so when I look at the weekend and I think, okay, on Saturday, we're going to go to Chipotle. And Sunday for lunch, we're going to go out too. That's two meals out of 35. That's not that bad. I mean, again, that's that all or nothing mentality. Like it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Um, One, just like I say, one missed workout's not going to derail you. One bad meal isn't going to either. Wow. Yeah. This is like, I'm like just listening, like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. Please tell me more. (laughs) Well, Krista, it's been absolutely amazing having you on. And I mean, like Megan was saying, you've given us so much information. I'm like just sitting here (laughs) nodding my head over and over. And I'm like, yes, yes. Preach to me, please. Because (laughs) what one, it's all the things that we've tried to institute as far as like a personal growth from a personal growth mindset. But also, I know it's all things that our listeners need to hear. And we try to talk about it. But it's always good to hear from someone else, especially someone who has you know, more of the expertise that we don't have in the field. But what I, what I want to ask is, if, if anyone's interested in finding out more about you as a coach, or if they want to get into coaching themselves, like how would they find you? I know you talked a little bit about you have some recipes on your Pinterest board. But could you mm-hmm. like just provide us some more information on that? Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my email address and also my Instagram handle because those are probably the two easiest ways to find me. And like I said, this has been something that has been so instrumental in my life and in my family's life. And so I love to talk about it. And I also go into conversations knowing that it needs to be the right fit for that person. And if it's not, then that's okay. And so I'm always open to having conversations and hearing, you know, more about a person's wants and needs and goals and figuring out like, is this really right for you? And how can I help you? Even if it's just a small way. And so my email address is, it's my name. So it's C-H-R-I-S-T-A-J-H-U-N-T, Krista J. Hunt, at gmail.com. And my Instagram handle is underscore Krista, underscore Hunt, underscore. There's apparently lots of Krista Hunt out there, so I had to <laughs> kind of pull, pull out some tricks there. But again, um, anybody can just send me a message and... I would be happy to just see, you know, what kind of tips and tricks I can give you to start your journey and, and hear where you're at. We're so thankful you were able to come on, Krista. It's been awesome. We truly appreciate it. And we'll see everybody else here back next week. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, girl. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another show of Fools in Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools in Love Podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.